Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. There's no scriptural basis for that claim. There's absolutely no biblical basis to say that. In fact, the Bible says that he has not changed. God has not changed and his desire for you to live in his power according to his divine direction and guidance, well, it's no less great than his desire was for the Corinthian believers. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today, you learn from Pastor Robert's message that God is unchanging in his character. The same commission he extended to the early church, he extends to you. Go and make disciples of every nation and baptize them. He will equip you with his Holy Spirit. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 2, as he continues his message, Gift of Tongues. You know, the illustration that that the apostle gives us later, you know, It's such a poignant illustration that what would it be like if I invited my friend Pasha to come from Russia and and, and teach the Bible here one Sunday morning in Russian? I mean, what good would it do, right? Absolutely none. Unless afterward we have Elena come up and and tell us what it is he's saying or, or, or as he's doing it, she translates for him. Otherwise, we get nothing out of it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, the thing that we need to remember is that the gifts of God are always received by faith. By faith. And even though you don't understand what you're saying, even though nobody around you understands what you're saying, the Spirit of God is listening to your spirit, not to to your intellect. He doesn't need you to to be able to to understand or adequately articulate. And the reason he gives this gift is that there is really no way that, that you and I, with our, with our limited human intellects and, and limited human language, would be able to express everything that we need to express. In the book of Romans, we're told that you and I don't know even what to pray for as we ought. And so the Spirit helps us. And, and that's what we see here with this gift. He enables us to pray more effectively through the gift of tongues than we would be capable of otherwise. Now, 
back to verse 14. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What's the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I'll also pray with the understanding. I'll sing with the spirit, and I'll also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he doesn't understand what you say? For indeed, you give thanks well, but the other is not edified. Now, for that reason... What he, what he tells us in, in this area of Scripture is it's, best to, it's really best to keep it between you and God, unless you're sure that there's somebody present who has the gift of interpretation. Because why would you speak in a public setting, like I said, my friend Pasha, why, why would I do that? Why would I? What sense would it make for me to bring someone in here to teach the Bible on a Sunday morning in Miami Beach in Japanese? If nobody in the church speaks Japanese, it would make no sense. In the same way, he says it makes no sense for you to stand up and, you know, pray a prayer in tongues that nobody around you can even understand. It just makes no sense whatsoever. So, he says it's generally better. He's not like making it a a hard law. He says it's generally better to just keep it between you and the Lord. Keep Keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. He emphasized it again. Listen to this, verses 27 and 28. Still, 1 Corinthians 14. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three. Limitation. There's only a couple. There's, and each in turn. One at a time, in other words. Not like, you know, like, like the first church that I was a part of as, as, a, as a brand new believer, little charismatic fellowship. But man, everybody was speaking in tongues. Everybody was praying in tongues at the same time. It was, you know, just loud, chaotic thing. And he says, don't do that. Two or at the most three, each in turn and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to God. Now, now one, one more little note, you know, this thing about in- interpretation. This doesn't mean that if you happen to be sitting next to me on a Sunday morning and you overhear me praying in tongues quietly between me and the Lord, I do not owe you an interpretation. It was between me and God. You happen to overhear. I don't owe you any explanation any more than I would if you happen to be sitting there and you hear a couple of words of my prayer as I'm praying in English but you don't catch it all, and so you're like, hey, Pastor Robert, what were you praying for? None of your business was between me and God. I don't owe you an explanation. Well, I don't owe you an interpretation if, if you happen to overhear just a few little words of, of me praying in tongues because I'm not doing it for public edification. Does that make sense? I hope so. Listen, number one, if the gift of tongues is a gift that God wants you to have. Wouldn't it be foolish, short-sighted to disregard it? Of course it would. If it's a gift from God that he wants you to receive, then you would be really, really foolish to not be open to it. Number two. If the gift of tongues is so significant that the Spirit of God made sure to give it to every single believer on the day of Pentecost, on on that day when he gave birth to the church of Jesus Christ, on that day when, when he poured himself out upon every believer, 
If he also gave to every single one of them this gift of tongues, why, why would you think you don't need it? Why would you think that it's some lesser gift? It's the one gift that he poured out on all of them that day. No, number three, if the gift of tongues is given for the purpose of fortifying your spirit, then again, why in the world would you not ask God for that gift? You know, it, it won't make you any more spiritual, but God will use it to make you stronger than you are today. And even though every single one of those first 120 believers spoke in tongues on the day of Pentecost, the Bible does clearly imply that not every believer will receive the gift. Paul said to them, as we saw a moment ago, I wish you all spoke in tongues. Clearly, they did not. In chapter 12, verse 30, he asks a series of rhetorical questions with no being the obvious answer. Do all have gifts of healing? Clearly, the answer was no. Do all speak with tongues? Clearly, the answer was no. Do all interpret? No. But you know what? Maybe the answer is no, because some people will just never humble themselves and embrace the gift that's being offered to them. Now, one final thought before we close this service in worship. An awful lot of people have taught that this gift is no longer given. Because, well, we don't need it anymore. I mean, we have the Bible. That's usually what they say. You know, it's God stopped giving sign gifts when he gave the scriptures to us. But see, here's the problem with that. There's no scriptural basis for that claim. There's absolutely no biblical basis to say that. In fact, the Bible says that he has not changed. God has not changed. And his desire for you to live in his power according to his divine direction and guidance, well, it's no less great than his desire was for the Corinthian believers. So I encourage you to ask him for it and then just receive it by faith, just like you receive that gift of forgiveness. And, and if you have questions, just email me pastor at Calvary Miami Beach. The Book of Acts is a fascinating look at the church and the first believers and followers of Jesus. It's not the church as you may know it today. The building you're used to attending or the worship service format you're familiar with. But this early body of believers paints a beautiful picture of deep fellowship, connected community, and sustaining faith, values that are still held by Christians today. As you continue to study this book with Pastor Robert, you'll see how hardship tested these men and women and how they trusted the Lord. You'll also discover how God used them and their testimonies to spread the good news to the world. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or would like to explore more of Pastor Robert's messages from Main Thing Radio, visit mainthingradio.com today or download our mobile app to listen anytime, anywhere. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just follow the link you'll find at the website. 
Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too if you have any questions or if you'd like prayer. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. Our time with you has come to an end, but be sure to tune in next time to keep learning from the Book of Acts right here on Main Thing Radio 